Hey friends, welcome to Wild Confidence Podcast, where we help one another find, keep, and share our confidence in Christ. I'm your host, Ainsley B. It's an honor to bring you some inspiring conversations with amazing guests. Before we hear today's conversation, I want to kindly ask if you'd leave a five-star review and share this episode with a friend who might like it. I'd also love to connect on Instagram, so find me at Ainsley B. Okay, I can't wait anymore. Let's get to know our guest. Lizzie Morgan is an American singer-songwriter and worship leader. She can currently be found leading worship in Hendersonville, Tennessee, and San Jose, California, as well as on tour with Maverick City Music. In between leading worship and touring, Lizzie has begun work on her own artist career, writing and crafting her unique blend of worship with an R&B influence. Okay, well, okay, what do you, tell me what you're working on right now. Tell me just what you're most excited about. Yes. Okay. Right now I'm in the middle of tour with Mav and Kurt Franklin, which has been like, honestly, the crazy dream. It is like, I grew up on his music. So I, I don't even think I could have dreamed of like doing touring with him like at all. So it's been really, really cool to get to do that. Um, he's the nicest human I've ever met in my entire life. Yeah. So kind. So in the middle of tour with them and then I'm working at a church in California, which I love. Like it's in the Bay Area. So I never would have imagined that I would be leading to a bunch of people who work in tech. Yeah. <laughs> like that's super weird. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I'm finally like really pursuing my solo artistry stuff too, which has been like a learning curve for sure. But it's been really fun. Very fun. I have very helpful people around me. So yeah, I'm excited about all that stuff. It's just like one of those seasons where I'm like, it's one of the fun, crazy seasons. And I'm just like eating it up, you know? Yeah. You're just yeah. along for the ride, but also hands up on the roller coaster. A hundred. Like, let's it, go. It was like a roller coaster. One day I'm like, this is the best thing ever. And the next day I'm like, am I okay? Like, <laughs> oh no, there's a drop coming. <laughs> What's about to happen? It's adrenaline, like it's like the high highs and the low lows, and it's a real thing, but it's fun, but it's hard. Yeah. yeah. Are you writing at all? I'm writing a lot. Well, okay, before tour, I was writing a lot, like every day in Nashville, then I'm home. But um, since touring, I haven't been doing it as much, but yeah, I'm writing a lot. And that's fun because I feel like I'm like in this journey of learning who I am as a solo artist. Like I feel like I've done so many things with either groups or like singing with Lauren or doing the math thing so it's been really cool like just hopping on the journey of figuring out what do I want to say what do I want to sound like all that yeah mm-hmm. it, yeah it's weird <laughs> I love that and I love this um like part of you that has that like R&B inspo for that yeah. worship vibe like that is so fun and so different like I don't know where yeah. that is right now you know, yeah. like I grew up like on straight like black gospel music. Like I didn't even know what CCM was till I was like 15, 16 years old. So I feel like those roots are in me so strong and like R and B, like I grew up on all that stuff. So I love it. But I think that's also been part of like it's a struggle, like trying to figure out how do these two worlds connect and make sense. But it's cool because it's like finding almost like a whole new genre like trying to create this thing so yeah yeah that is like oh I love it and you have the most incredible voice ever I should probably explain that how we know each other 
Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you and I met whenever you were touring with Lauren yes. Daigle. Mm-hmm. Um, I think at a Houston show, maybe because yes. I remember. Is that what it was? You remember? Yeah. Uh, I remember them. Uh, or I remember Lauren and Lee both saying like, "You and Lizzie remind us yes. of each other." Lauren kept being like, "You have to meet my friend. Y'all are twins. You remind <laughs> me so much of her." <laughs> It's so funny. I, I didn't know they meant our looks or our personalities. Like I'm like, I have no idea what they mean, but I'm like, oh, hi. <laughs> that's true. Now that I think about it. But mm-hmm. I remember I do remember like you being the easiest person to talk to because she literally, and this is so long. She's like, Lizzie Ainsley, boom. And then she disappears. Go. I'll talk. <laughs> Be friends. <laughs> exactly. She loves the worlds collide. I feel like yes. her favorite thing. But it was, you were just so easy to talk to and so sweet and so fun. And I was like, okay, I stink and love you right off the bat. So it was the perfect connect. So fun. Yes. And you have, we kind of come from the same family situations too, right? Like your family's like real mixed up, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. I thought I remember that. Yes. Mine too. Yours, mine and ours. Uh, Yeah. A sister that I used to I used to have an older sister at one point I used to have yeah. younger, another younger sister at one point and have neither <laughs> one of those anymore you know like have a half sister not not a stepsister and then a half brother I'm with you it is a party around our house yes, yes. all of the things uh-huh. I love that so probably all of um those things combined were what made them think that we uh were yeah. so similar which is an honor to me I love being no. I love that so much um now the one thing that you and I differ in is our gifts I do not have um <laughs> as powerful as <laughs> a voice as you do Wait, and you I, I used to like every, like I used to just once okay <laughs> because okay. my mom peer pressured me into it got it got it but um, I don't like, I get stage fright. I'm not, you're, you're going to miss me with singing, but <laughs> writing, I can do all day long. Speaking, I can do all day long. Yeah. yeah. But I want to know how you even started leading worship. Like, how'd you even get into that? Yeah. Um, so my whole family like is in ministry. My grandparents have pastored the same church as long as I can remember. Um, my dad is a gospel artist and also like a pastor of the church. So I like grew up around it. Like it's really all I ever knew is like ministry, church, that world. So I think it was one of those things like I had a mic in my hand probably before I was even walking, like (laughs) before I should have ever had a mic in my hand. Um, But I just can always remember love singing, like being obsessed with it, singing in the car, like going and seeing my family sing and just being consumed by it. So I grew up in church, grew up singing, but I think like, middle school youth group days I started going to a conference called forward and it was Jensen Franklin yeah yeah when I started discovering like like we grew up like praise and worship like stomp clap churchy like that kind of thing so I didn't know like the real intimate side of worship until I guess one of those conferences and I just was obsessed with it like I fell in love with it and so I think like having youth group days is where I got to start leaning into it and learning how to do it just like leading at youth services in super small church and I just loved it and 
got obsessed with it. And then like my grandparents were really great about letting me even start incorporating that into our main service, the older I got. So like the culture of our, our worship started changing at church and becoming a little bit more diverse in that way. Um, yeah. I love it. That's so fun. And I love that. Like, I think that youth group was so impactful for me and yeah. just, you know, my relationship with the Lord and what I wanted to do. Like I felt my calling when I was 15. Yeah. And so like hearing you say that, I'm like, oh, it like makes my heart happy that, mm-hmm. I don't know, the effect that youth group really does have on kids because I think we forget. It really does. I feel like youth group is like where I learned like about Jesus for real. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, but like, I feel like it was those, like, I can remember like altar services, like the intimacy, intimacy thing, like where I really learned like my relationship with the Lord and shout out to youth pastors. Cause that's <laughs> <awesome. laughs> no I kidding. Mean, that's a job and a half dealing with our drama and like, gosh, but <laughs> it was, it was a huge part of my childhood is like youth group days. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and even, you know, this is like tying in perfectly because that's kind of whenever I first was like dating and like trying to be like, Ooh, like (laughs) I'm dating this guy from church. Never mind that he's high every Sunday. He's from church. (laughs) Y'all it is happening. I am so excited to finally bring you the book that I've been working on called Don't Date a Boo Boo Dude. It is a guide to raise your standards, realize your worth, and remove shame from the dating game. I'm writing this book on a mission that girls everywhere will embrace a wild confidence in their identity in Christ and fulfill the calling that God has placed on their lives. Y'all, it's time to raise the bar, link arms, and fix our crowns. The book is now available for pre-order on Amazon and it officially comes out August 2nd. The question that I have for you next. Okay, so this season is all about dating and relationships. I love it. Much like the boo-boo dudes that I have, um, I don't know, dated in the past. Have you ever dated a boo-boo dude? Yes, too many. More than (laughs) I can count. No kidding. Honestly, like everything is a pain in the butt. I mean, I'm still single, so there's probably more boo-boo dudes to come. <laughs> I hope not. I really hope that God has delivered me of that. I really do pray. But yes, I definitely have, especially youth group days. Like, my gosh. Yeah. Also, like lots of weekend boyfriends, like conference boyfriends. Like, you know, like we're going on a youth <laughs> You're going to be my boyfriend this weekend. Yes. Oh my gosh. You're so right. I love this so much. I'm literally like thinking. (laughs) I can see their faces. Yes. Wait, I stayed in touch with one of my conference boyfriends literally like through college, like from seventh grade. Wow. But we just stayed in touch. It wasn't like anything like. Yeah. It wasn't anything. My best just like, friend married her conference. <gasps> like it worked out. Yes. What? And it was like really controversial. Like she was 17 getting ready to turn 18 and he was like 26. And we were like, there's definitely sparks flying at this conference. And <laughs> we got home, she turned 18 and they got married. It was a wrap. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Okay. That is literally, that's like the exception to the rule. That's oh. I'm so jealous. Like I'm so jealous of her. You lucky brat. (laughs) (laughs) 
the well the thing is that you're leading worship at so many conferences and so many churches so many things you know you never know it is true you never know you never know it's true it is weird what has been your like process for in the season of singleness knowing that boo-boo dudes are out there knowing that you've dated in the past yeah what's your like healing process like whenever you feel like someone has really just messed up screwed you over whatever yeah what does that look like so I feel like in adulthood like I've gotten my heart broken twice I would say and one of those was like 100% boo-boo dude and that was tough because it was just like I remember like okay so I had gotten my heart broken when I was like 16 and so I remember dating in adulthood I was very very nervous like I did not want to get my heart broken again like I just couldn't handle it well. Like it was very traumatic for me. And I did not want to go through that again. I remember like praying while I knew I was falling for this guy. Like, God, please guard my heart. Like, please help me, blah, blah, blah. And I got this crazy prophecy from my dad, which my dad never prophesied like over me. Like that's not something that he had ever done. And he had pretty much told me like, I feel like you're settling for the counterfeit version of like who you're supposed to be with. Yes. And at this point, like I am very in love with this person, like yeah, want yeah. to be with him. Um, and so I got that prophecy and I immediately called the guy and I'm like, hey, I think we need to take a break. Like, I just need like 10 days to just like figure this out. Cause I was really praying my dad was wrong. Like I wanted him yeah. to be wrong. <laughs> yeah. Um, but after the 10 days, like I just still wanted to be with him. Like my mom was just like made up. Like, and I think I knew it wasn't right, but like I just had my mind made up. I want to be with this person. And so um, I remember like it ended up going really bad. Like I feel like in that process, like I really, really learned that like you can ask the Lord to guard your heart and he will. But like if you ignore it, you can't just ignore that stuff. So like I feel like dating the second time around, like or since then, like I've been just way more like trying not to be so emotionally led and be a Mm. little logical like when I see red flags like paying attention to those red flags like just even when I feel in my stomach that not like I remember when I was dating this guy the last guy that I just talked about like Lauren being like hey that might not be anxiety that might be like discernment from the Lord and I just ignore stuff yeah (laughs) and it's just like I feel like I'm learning like no matter how painful it is in the moment like saying no to things because it will help me a whole lot like later the second guy that I dated was like more of a mutual thing and I think that was one of those situations where I knew it wasn't right and he didn't necessarily do anything terrible but like I knew I needed to end it and so I think like I learned from the last situation like this is not right but I think time like I've really learned like time heals a lot of wounds and I feel like you know, being honest with the Lord. Like, I think I've been super frustrated. I'm about to be 25. I'm still single. And that's frustrating sometimes. And like, just being very honest with the Lord about like, these are my desires. What is going on? Like, I'm very big about just like having very honest, vulnerable conversations, because I feel like, you know, if you really believe that like God is your friend and that you can talk to him about this stuff, then you should be able to bring even that stuff. And so I've just been very, very honest with him. Like, I want to meet the man, like, God, send me the dream guy, sick yeah. of the blue dudes, um, but I definitely in healing time, learning to be content in singleness is hard, but I think, like, 
even like because I, I feel like I'm on a high with my career and even though it's been great like I've learned like this is not fulfilling so I think I'm learning right now when I get married will it be great yes will it be the thing that fills me probably not right so I think I'm learning that in this season now too which is gonna help me not put that pressure on a husband one day that you're supposed to like make me super content and happy you know totally yeah. totally as someone who's married I can tell you you are correct yeah. <laughs> and it's not fair to the person whenever we do that like mm-hmm. it's a lot in yeah. general to be two whole people trying to live yeah. together and make something work much less if you're a portion of a person because you still have so much healing to do or you just you know whatever the case may be yeah I think um, I just have always like been the person that's like when I do this I'll be happy or when I meet this goal I'll be happy yeah. and I feel like in a way like accomplishing things is awesome but it's really been like a lesson for me like it's not that fulfilling or that <laughs> like it's just yeah. like yeah and so I'm glad I, I rather learn it in my career than learn that in marriage so I am grateful for that yeah that's true that is so true but that is I mean such an important lesson to learn prior to marriage so like even that happening right now is like so good yeah but I'm also thinking, okay, you have a solid, you know, relationship with the Lord, you know, who he is. Um, so how do you specifically like talk to him or hear from him? Because I think that what you're saying is the pain point and resonating in, in so many people's hearts, like a hundred percent. And they're missing that piece. Yeah. You know? So like, how do you specifically hear? So I don't know if you're in the Enneagram, but like, I'm a seven. I'm an Enneagram coach. Okay. Yes. I yes. Mean, yes. Literally okay, yes. live and breathe the Enneagram. On it. Yes. You're right. So I'm a seven. So naturally, like my thing is when I'm sad is to like, go, 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 avoid, avoid, avoid. And I think the older I get, I realize like, it's honestly made me avoid like quiet time with the Lord, because even that can be like a sad space for me. Mm. Um, so I think, when I really want to hear from him, I've had to be very intentional about like being by myself, turning off my phone, like turning off everything. Um, because I just have learned about myself that I will fill up my time with everything. If that means that like, I don't have to deal with things. And so I feel like when I've been like very intentional about spending time with the Lord, that he's been like very good to like, honor me with that time like I feel like it's always been very valuable like I don't ever leave prayer time being like what was that you know like (laughs) like like you know sometimes you do stuff just out of discipline and I feel like yeah discipline's hard for me and so I really do feel like that God has like honored me in my like efforts to be disciplined and be like okay this is time for you and I feel like in response like he's been like okay like I'm gonna leave when you leave here, like you're going to hear from me, you're going to have peace. And I really do like the whole thing about like following peace. Like if things make me anxious and I know what's for me and like, is like anxiety and stuff versus like what I feel like is discernment and the Lord speaking to me. I pay attention to that stuff. Like when I'm talking to someone and something doesn't feel right in my gut, like I think that that's the Lord being like, this is not it. Like, I think a lot of the time we know, but we just ignore it because we don't want to deal with it or we don't want that answer. 
Mm-hmm. So I would say, yeah, like intentionally, like spending time with the Lord and paying attention, like to when I have those gut checks and those feelings. Yeah. 100%. And exactly what you're saying, like paying attention to whenever you have those feelings and those gut checks, A, that's huge for an Enneagram 7. So kudos to you. <laughs> um, but B, like that requires a level of self awareness. Yeah. That also requires some work, you know, and like, that's how truly how I was able to discern what's Ainsley, what's the Lord. Like, what are those two things? Oh my gosh. Especially if you're an overthinker, you can overthink yourself to death with that one. Like, no, you're the one who thinks this this is not good. And God's like, no, this is me. And you need to listen. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no this is me this is me like I've called myself I've been like Lizzie you just are self-sabotage like you just want to mess this up and God's like no you need to mess this up like mess it up. <laughs> oh my gosh can I just tell you so the Lord literally called me to rest this summer oh, and God. what's your Enneagram it's a two wing three Oh, so for a three, that's hard. Yeah. Well, yeah. And even like, so I have two wing three, my book comes out August 2nd. So what do you need to be doing right before a launch of something? Working, prepping, doing, Mm -hmm. he says rest. I'm like, no, no, like you're funny. (laughs) Or like, or I was like, okay, wink, you know, like, sure I will. (laughs) So then it's like, um, hold on, something happened. It's just like things keep happening that are forcing me to rest. You know what I mean? Like, and so he's like, um, did you hear me? Oh, you didn't hear me. Okay. Let me, let me, are you hearing me now? Are you hearing me now? Are you hearing me now? Okay. And like, I was writing a book proposal the other day and sprained my wrist on a shopping cart. And he's like my right wrist, which is the one that I I'm right-handed. And He's like, do you hear me now? You cannot use this wrist anymore. Like, did you, we, I had to take it this far. <laughs> and I'm like, it hurts. Like, you're like, you know, I'm like, listen. Yeah. Well, no. Like, I didn't have to it. spray my wrist on a <laughs> I really, it really didn't have to go this far, but I'm being stubborn. Yeah. And I just can't. But I knew it was from him because as soon as I stopped, I felt peace. Yeah. As yeah. soon as I was like, okay, I hear you. It wasn't like, okay, I hear you and I'm grieving. Yes. It was just like, okay, I hear you and I'm fine. I get it. And I feel like the older I get, like the more like when I was younger, I'd be like, God, please don't do this. Please don't do this. And now I'm more like, okay, if you have to do it, like, like I would have back then been like, please don't spray my wrist because I know you're telling me to rest and I don't want to. Like, can you just not do that right now? But yeah, okay. Like if you have to do that for me to listen, that's fine. Cause Especially like after you go through it enough times, you're like, do whatever you have to do. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I know your way is better. So I'm just going to let it happen. <laughs> you know? It's so hard. It's so it really is. One of the things that I have been asked multiple times is how I am so confident. And uh, y'all, it's all Jesus, I'll tell you that. But I did make a field guide for you if you do want practical steps on how to find your wild confidence. That is available if you go to my website, ainsleybritton.com and you click on field guides, you can find it right there for $49 and you too can find your wild confidence. 
Okay. So I'm thinking of someone who is listening, who is in your same life stage, right? Killing it career-wise, single with the desire for marriage and just like resonating with everything you're saying. Yeah. What advice would you have for them in general? Like it, it can, or not even necessarily in general, whatever advice comes to your mind in any area. Yeah. I think for me, like I really am on a journey, like it's spiritual and it's practical. Like I'm like one who's like, okay, you can give me the spiritual, but I also like really need the practical. Like, yes. Do that. And I really do think, like, I know I talked about it earlier, but this contentment thing is, like, such a big thing for me. Like, it's important for me that, like, while I'm here on earth, that I have a life that is happy and joyful, and I don't want to always be sad. And, like, I just don't want to think about, like, that I spent my entire life just being miserable and, like, not content. So I think for me right now, spiritually, like, I'm really on a journey of trying to figure out how to be fulfilled fully, like, by the Lord, like, I don't have everything else, like, how do I actually have contentment, like, with Jesus, and I think it is spiritual, but also, like, I think it's practical in a Q&A, we do Q&As on tour, and, like, they ask, like, how do y'all spend time with Jesus, like, what's your way of doing that, and one of the guys answered, and I never heard anyone answer it like this, but they were, like, I spend time with my family, And I love on my wife and I love on my children because I know that when I'm doing that, like it's honoring to the Lord and like Mm -hmm. looking at my boys and like playing with my kids is honoring the Lord. And like, that is the time where I even feel like closest to him. So I think in this season for me, like spending time with the people that are, that I do have like I might not have a husband yet but I have like three best friends that I'm obsessed with and not everyone has that and so like spending time with them is just like it's honoring to the Lord and being a good friend and listening to their problems and like even like with my family like loving on my siblings and getting to be with them like those are the things that are making me content and are even making me feel close to like Jesus like so I feel like really taking time to like, taking time for the people that I might not have as much time for one day. Like oh, I'm doing that right now, you know, like mm-hmm. loving on my friends, loving on my parents and like just soaking that up. And I, it is weird. It, it doesn't sound spiritual, but when I do that, I do, I feel close to the Lord. Like I feel like being with my family is honoring to him. And I find a lot of contentment in that, but I, I do, I think like, just rejoicing in what you have. And I'm trying not to think about everything I don't have right now and being super grateful, even on stage. Like, cause I really struggled with when the show's over, what's next. And I'm like, stop doing that. Like you're on stage doing what you love, like, and trying to show gratitude, like, and be grateful for the things that I do have. Yeah. <laughs> you are such an Enneagram seven. <laughs> <laughs> I love everything. I'm just thinking about the next thing, thinking it just like so many things you've said. I'm like, yeah, that's 100 percent true. But it's it's so good though because there are so many lessons that um, that just apply to all of us. I mean, the contentment piece really can be any type. Honestly, Um, I, I was just writing about telling people that you love them while they're still here, while they're still near while you're with them, like tell Mm -hmm. them, show them, 
do all of that because you never know when life is going to separate you or create distance between you. And maybe that doesn't mean death, but maybe that means you're both going away to college or you're both just young adults and life is busy trying to live. Like just life can put distance between you and someone else. And you just don't want to miss out on that opportunity. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like even the fact that like I have best friends that are like from my childhood, I'm like, thank you, Jesus. Girls don't have that. Like a lot of girls, like, I mean, I know you do because like obviously your friends with like Warren and Hannah and them, but like people don't have lifelong. It's rare. It's rare. It is so rare. And like I didn't obviously you don't realize that when you're younger, but the older I am, I'm like, thank God I have people that actually know me from my childhood. Like they yeah. know me girls don't have that like yeah they really don't you're so right it is super rare 100 yeah. percent. okay so in this season we um as a wild Commons community will be praying yeah. over that um over you for that contentment peace and that fulfillment in the lord and um honoring him in spending time with those closest to you and that you love so much so we'll yeah. definitely be praying for that for you and then how can we stay connected with you online where can we find you tell us all the things yes i mean if you want the real me instagram yes that's what we want oh yeah um instagram that is like where i'm at for real like i feel like everything else is like i'm kind of there but well i did start vlogging so that's like new yeah so oh, i know i did see that it's so cute it's when a little in the starbucks <laughs> <laughs> it's very inconsistent like I'm a little bit all over the place with it but it's really fun and I'm loving Love it. it like I think a big part of like that journey for me has been like I feel like there weren't a lot of worship leaders that let me see everything in their journey like to doing it a lot of women yeah yeah so I just like want to be as open book as possible probably like too much like I'm gonna get in trouble probably I love it I'm but, the same way yes I'm like, gonna be the same way here I am I love it but so yeah. your your Instagram handle is Lizzie underscore V I V. Yeah. Yep. It's so funny. I did that when I was like 15 and it's just like <laughs> never gonna change like it is. <laughs> yeah, it's Lizzie Viv. And then I think on YouTube it's just Lizzie Morgan, i.e. like L-I-Z-Z-I-E. Um, okay, perfect. Yeah, yeah, like those are like the main spots. I'm on TikTok, it's Lizzie Viv too, but I'm not very good at it. <laughs> I'm on my way. <laughs> It's like one of the things they forced me to do around. <laughs> wait, is it underscore or just wait? Lizzie just, see, I don't even know. That's how bad it is. No, it is underscore. It's Lizzie underscore Viv one. Okay, there we go. Is what you found it. You obviously know from TikTok. <laughs> yeah, Dude, I love TikTok. My TikTok is an Enneagram TikTok. Oh wow! It's all Enneagram stuff. And I would, I would get into that. I'm obsessed it's, with Enneagram. It's Enneagram and chill. I love it. That's my little TikTok. Okay. Anyway, um, we love you so much. Thank you so much for hanging so out. Good. Thanks. My first podcast. <laughs> you did it. Hey, thanks so much for hanging out today. I pray that you're able to see yourself how the Lord sees you so you can hold your head a little higher and shine your confidence a little brighter. I would so appreciate if you would leave a review, subscribe, and share this with a friend. And of course, I want to stay connected with you. Find me on Instagram at AinsleyB, and my website is AinsleyBritton.com. See y'all later.